The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Welcome into the November 29th edition of the PFF Forecast. We have a question or two from the dark web. We've got a few things college-related that we probably won't talk about. And, of course, Week 13 games to discuss. Let's rock. Your hatred for the academy is, is, is something else. No dancing. I'm a little, I'm a little sore from last night's uh, flag game. So, and our workout. People have been mentioning on Twitter how much bigger your muscles have gotten. So, yeah, I figure, uh, I figure I would, you know, say that at least I come along. I'm in the worst shape of my life, but it's okay. What I really want to talk about is your outfit right now presented your outfit is sponsored by fuego box you want the hottest sauce head to fuegobox.com if you're listening to this and you're not watching it it's worth watching just to just to see that okay we have a challenge here which is to actually make this go by a little bit faster got some feedback that said hey you talking about your three questions for 25 minutes is stupid want to get onto the picks so we're going to get onto the picks and we're going to interject. We will be swayed by the tyranny of the comments. Look, the customer is always right. And, uh, and we have some questions that I think are worth talking about that fit in with the games as we talk about them. Before we do that, though, we have um, a question from the dark web. Ooh. As, as we usually do. It is sponsored by Sampo Ranta. It's a sparkling water for men. I wonder if this uh, if this flavor will be hat related. It will not. This week's flavor, because Sampo Ranta realizes that men love two things, sparkling water and football, so they're coming out with a new flavor every single week to help you get through your NFL Sunday. And this week's flavor is Streaky Satsuma with a hint of, oh, that wasn't so impressive now that I'm seeing it. Because sometimes people do things that seem impressive on the stat sheet and actually aren't, like Philip Rivers completing 25 of 25 passes and 29 dropbacks while taking some sacks and throwing the ball. How much did the Titans win by on Monday night? Mariota going like 30 of 31. 20 for 23. Yeah, yeah there. depending on where you go, you can see that um, people will tell you that Phil Rivers going 25 for his first 25 was a 1 in 85,000 uh, chance, and that is preposterously, ridiculously stupid and way too high. Um, just go watch. Here's, I'm not going to give you a mathematical argument. If you are mathematically inclined, you get that that is ridiculously stupid. Go watch the first 25 throws that he has and ask yourself, wow, is that really that impressive? Should that happen about 50 times uh, less often than being struck by lightning? Probably not. So uh, the question from the dark web this week is from at bestball86. He says, what's the success rate of cover zero compared to other coverages? Um, cover zero, no safety help. Dangerous. Living dangerously. dangerously. Uh, usually is accompanied by a blitz about 95% of the time. Very rarely do they actually back out of the blitz. But um, we took out red zone because that feels a little cheap. Uh, but cover zero is actually, over the past four seasons, been the best defense uh, with at least 500 dropbacks played. Now, there are only about 1,000 dropbacks played, so it's a really small sample. 
Um, and that's probably, you know, situationally skewed a little bit. Yeah. But um, it is the only coverage scheme with 500 more dropbacks outside of the end zone with a negative EPA for the offense. Yeah, I think the, the key point here is that the quick pressure rate is almost 46%, which is twice as much as any of these other coverages. Obviously, we know that pressure does affect quarterback uh, play. Um, completion percentage under 52% also the best. So uh, I think I think especially in today's NFL, you sort of have to play fast break basketball and either you know make your opponent score quickly on you or make a mistake quickly uh so that you can get the ball back down seven and go score your touchdown yeah the chances are if you play bend but don't break defense you're just going to get scored on left and right the league is designed for bend but don't break defenses to break so there you go all right we're gonna jump into our picks before we do that if i'm sitting at home on a wednesday night and i am forced to watch Ohio State, Maryland. I think they played a game of college basketball last night. Oh, I'm just My. living the dreams. <laughs> exactly. If you are forced to do that and you have nothing else to do and you want to make it exciting, you should probably head to mybookie.ag because you can bet on a would-be boring game. You can do it live and in-game if you happen to miss the tip, and uh, that can make your life far, far more exciting and rewarding. So head to mybookie.ag, use promo code PFF to get a dollar for dollar match on your first deposit. It's very simple. PFF plus mybookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. It's basically the American dream. Just living the dream. All right, let's get into the game picks. Let's start with Thursday night. New Orleans goes to Dallas. This line has fluctuated between 7.5 and and 7. At the moment, it is apparently 7 that has been bet down from 7.5 because... The sharps out there, <laughs> the obese people in Vegas have decided that the Cowboys were the right side at 7.5. Now, I, I do sort of agree with that, but there are some things that would lead me to in no way, shape, or form ever bet on Dallas, and that is if Tyron Smith and Zach Martin are out. Yeah, well, in addition, like Sean Lee, obviously one of their best players. I think they've been able to... He's been out forever. Yeah, he's been, they've been able to deal with his injury better than in the past, but I think the New Orleans Saints present... Uh, a challenge like no other offense with respect to linebackers and coverage. So that would be an issue. David Irving uh, sort of in the middle of that defense. And then now it appears as though Teron Smith is, is Tyron. Gonna, Tyron Smith is going to be out. Uh, and, and so that sort of offsets, in my opinion, the Teron Armstead being out on the other side uh, here. So I don't know, man. Here's the thing. Dak I- stringing together three or four consecutive halfway decent games. Is just, to me, not probable. Here's the thing. Tron Armstead does not worry me. Why? Because Drew Brees is the best quarterback in the NFL. He gets the ball out of his hand in 2.45 seconds. He creates his own clean pockets. Dak is the utter opposite of that. He holds onto the ball for 700 years back there. And if he does not have good pocket uh, cleanliness, then you, you are... got to cleanse the pocket. You should just go home because the game is over. So... This this would worry me quite a bit. Zach Martin is questionable with the knee. If he does not play and the game is still at seven, then I would take the Saints. This uh this is a game that if you're backing Dallas, I don't think I if I was backing Dallas, I don't think I could watch it. Honestly, it would be a game where I'd just let the bandage bandage rip off post game and see what the score is because betting against Drew Brees is 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 just been just horror show this this week so far. So uh, yeah. Here's a good question. So if the NFC East finishes the week in a three-way tie, who is the favorite? Uh, 
is it is it still Dallas? Because Dallas is the favorite at the moment. Less than half the time they're going to win, only about forty three percent. But do you think they'd still be the favorite if it ends up everyone's six and six? Um, I think they'd probably be equally favored with Philly. I think Philly's got a difficult schedule moving forward, but I think fundamentally uh, defense matters, obviously, to some degree. Dallas is a better defense, but I think offensively Philadelphia just has so much more potential, and I think that'll carry through December better than Dallas with uh, Dak, Dak up Prescott and uh, that, that offense. I think the favorite mathematically will still be Dallas. I, I probably yeah because of all the fun like all the the schedule and everything but hard to hard to go against Philly and honestly I want to say Washington although stop that's because that's our where this have question ends. that's where this question ends okay um, we'll find out on Monday morning when we join you as we normally do early well, morning. we won't actually because Philadelphia and Washington play Monday night that's a good point but we'll know what happens to Dallas that's right so that'll be there okay. Uh, next game that you want to talk about is what? Um, we took a week off of Atlanta last week. Jesus. And uh, we're rewarded for it, I think. I felt better to lay off that game than not. We have them at home this week. They're minus one. It was, I believe, plus one and a half when the week started. The fighting Lamar Jacksons and the Baltimore Ravens go down the road to face the Atlanta Falcons at four and seven, mostly dead in the NFC playoff race. We actually like the Falcons here. Uh, as as it would have it. Here's the thing that's tough about these games is you never know. Um, you don't necessarily never know, but rarely do you know the morale of the team. Are they giving up? Are they going to have players that are you know injured that they're just going to hold out? Uh, the the sign for me would be whether Deion Jones is going to play or not. Now he practiced. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Flacco did not. Uh, let's see if there's any. I think we have Lamar Jackson in the model as a starter. If it were be Flacco, maybe it's a different calculus. But Um, let's see. Deion Jones was limited, so he's he's Dak. He's limited. Yeah. So my thought would be, if Deion Jones is playing, that's a sign to me that the Falcons have not have not given up hope yet. In which case, the Falcons are the right side of this, getting points at home for sure. Um, and I think it's probably still the right side at minus one as terror. But the Falcons got destroyed on the road on Thanksgiving in New Orleans. That's not the thing that worries me. What really worries me is that they lost to Cleveland. They lost to Dallas. Yeah. And, and as we know, with Pittsburgh last week in Denver, you don't want to bet on an immoral team. There you go. Got Just nothing kidding. else to say there. <laughs> Let's go to Denver at Cincinnati. The hometown Bengals. Yeah, so the Bengals, things have not been going so well. Andy Dalton is hurt. He hurt his thumb. Uh, I'm not going to put any rumors out there about how that happened, but he hurt his thumb. The number has been moving gradually towards Denver, opened up at about three and a half, and now we're seeing it at about five here. That's a lot of points for Case Keenum on the road. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I think I think the Bengals here, uh, with A.J. Green coming back, with I think Joe Mixon has been good as a receiver i think he helps out driscoll in the passing game um i think the bengals defense can't get sort of any worse and as you said case keenum's the type of player that can kind of keep both teams in the game and if that's the case uh, i think it is a field goal on either side in which case the bengals would cover here yeah the right this is one of those games where the line is just 
it's just not in the right Everybody spot. sees the Bengals as less than a touchdown underdog and can bet the other side because the Bengals haven't been within a touchdown. Uh, other than against, they actually did fairly well against the uh, Ravens, but uh, aside from that, the Bengals haven't haven't kept these home games close in the last like three or four weeks, and so uh, I think that this is an overreaction. I think the Bengals are about as good as Denver, and so I think this line's too big. It's a crappy game, man. What a terrible game that is. These noon games look great. Uh, Rams, Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. Want I mean, can you imagine like? Can you imagine a bigger disparity between the offensive play calling of the Rams and the defensive play calling of the of the Detroit Lions here? I just don't see on the slate. I don't see nope. a bigger disparity here. So nope. that, that one won't be very compelling. I don't think Arizona Green Bay the Packers. <laughs> what the hell? Happened They've deserved the, the fourteen point uh, point fourteen point favorites here. It appears uh, to Josh Rosen and his twenty nine point seven. Passer rating win pressure this season. Is that good? I know. It's not. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, 113.9 passer rating when clean, 69.1 passer rating nice. when pressured, uh, 6.07 big time throw rate. The thing with Rodgers is we found is that he's kind of breaking a lot of systems, right? In terms of like, he's not generating a ton of turnover where he plays, but his throws are not necessarily the most. Uh, you know, value. There's not a ton of value inherent in a lot of his throws, uh, so it's been weird because the Packers' offense has not taken off, despite the fact that fundamentally he looks like he's grading well. He's throwing the ball away 2.9 times more often than the average quarterback. That is the biggest number, the highest disparity, disparity above NFL average for any quarterback since 2006. It's a lot. It's, so, like the the throwaway is. It's a tough throw to grade, obviously, and the thing with it is that it's not a super valuable play. <laughs> so there are there are plays that are, you know, that could potentially end up looking similar that are actually going to get you some sort of positive value. Um, throwaway is not one of those. Yeah, I would. I prefer you not throw the ball away as much. Yeah. So so here's the thing: how what kind of a case can you make for Arizona, Arizona? as a side here, despite the fact that it's. I mean, their Cardinals, you know, like they came out, they got off to a hot start against the Chargers last week, ended up fading because of the one in seven billion game that Phillip Rivers ended up playing. And uh, I, I do, honestly, Green Bay is a team that I could see going either way here. They could, you know, win one for the Gipper here, or they can completely go in the tank. Um, it doesn't look like anybody's really getting along there. They don't look like they have a chance to make the playoffs. <sighs> I don't know. I think this this number is too big, but Arizona is bad enough to lose to the Packers by more this than This number is too big. The Here are all the things that people are going to say. It's the Packers at home. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be snowing in Lambeau Field on Sunday. I mean, beautiful. This is everything everyone's ever wanted. Wind, 15 miles an hour. Josh Rosen can't throw in wind. He's from California. Uh, all of these things are true. 14 points is just too many for a team that is not that great. The Packers, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, whether you think he's playing poorly or playing well, they are not that good of a team. They are 18th in PFF ELO right now, and they have earned every bit of that 18th. We we were worried about that being too low of a mark going into the season, and they have they, they have, have like as you said have earned it. Um, one so of the one I, of the I'm ahead. just saying 14. Arizona is the right side. 
Arizona's no defense. No doubt about it. Arizona's defense also has, you know, they've had a difficult schedule of opposing opposing offenses, but they've played well uh, against offenses that have struggled. They they do a great job blitzing. They turn the ball over a, a little bit. So uh, I do like that pick. Cool. Let's go on to Cleveland visiting Houston. Is this your favorite game of the week? This is so. Let me ask you a question right now. So, what is your favorite team that is more than a field goal underdog to win outright this week? Ooh, that's a good question. So, I'm leading the witness here because mine is Cleveland. Clearly, yours is Cleveland. Okay, talk to me about it a little bit. Well, I think that the Texans. It's it's weird because they just have had a, a, a an impressive performance against Tennessee, um, and. And they've had they've mixed in impressive performances here and there. They won in Jacksonville by quite a bit, uh, Miami. But it does seem like against teams that are average or better, they're they're keeping all these games within a field goal. And um, there's an interesting case to be made uh, that Baker Mayfield is as good or better than Deshaun Watson is currently. Uh, and so if he if the better quarterback plays a, a plus game in this case. Uh, especially because you're out of the elements, you're in, you're in Houston. Like a lot of those like things that can derail a, a young player and everything are gone. I think uh, Mayfield could could step up here and and get the Browns a victory. I I like where your head's at. Here's my um, I have two. <laughs> They're both home teams in Florida. The Jaguars with Cody Kessler against the Colts. No one believes in them. No one. No one. Literally no one. You know they, when they win, it's going to be everybody doubted us. Yep. Not, never mind the eight consecutive games we lost. Right. No one believed in Everyone us. Everyone doubted us. They are four-point underdogs at home. I, I mean, obviously the Colts uh, are the better team, and they should be favored, but this would be exactly the time for the Jaguars to win. People are all about the Colts. Um, so that's one. I think the one that I like more, though, is Tampa Bay beating Carolina at home. Carolina does look like they're on a skid for sure. Carolina's not that great of a team. They're favored by three and a half here. I think that's a little generous. Uh, The Bucks are not good. Cam Newton's got the shoulder. But yeah. So those are the two that I'd go with after uh, Cleveland. But I do like can I, can I quite a bit. Can I show you my favorite stat line of the week so far? Please. Cody Kessler threw, you know, basically a game a game ish. Uh sixty nine point nine pass rating when clean, one hundred and one pass rating when pressured. Nice. Zero percent big time throw rate. That's basically how you spell a victory right there. <laughs> I love it. Okay, uh, I I really like Carolina losing to Tampa. I, that's a good one. Thank you. Um, anything else you want to talk about with Browns Texans? So the Texans are favored by six. I I think I actually like the Browns getting six. I'm not sure that it's like the the most convincing thing out there. But um, so so here's what I like about here's what I like about the Browns. I think that they they match up with they match up with a team like Houston sure. very well because Miles Garrett can rush the passer. Denzel Ward can cover a good receiver. And so I think you're going to be making you're going to be making Deshaun Watson move around in the pocket. I think that they can get some sacks. I think that they can get some turnovers. And then on the other side, I don't think Houston's defense is as good as they've played, you know, against some of these weaker teams. I mean, Tennessee is just like inviting you to stop their offense, and uh, and uh, the Texans obliged. So 
Uh, I think that this is a tough one for Houston. Here's an interesting one. Who do you think has the better defense in this game? It's Cleveland by a mile. Yeah, so I think most people on the street would go the other way. That's probably one of the reasons this line is six. Houston has a lot of star power, and that's going to inflate these lines, just you know, like Packers lines are inflated and all that. Uh, so six, I think Cleveland is the right side. Okay. Uh, Indy Jacksonville. Do you want to talk about this one anymore? Jacksonville getting four. Yeah, our model even even despite what we said shades Indy, but I do think a little bit has to be built into the QB here. Um, it, yes. The mar- it did start at five. Now it is four and a half. So there has been some money on uh, Jacksonville. It would appear. Um, for me, I think you have to look at the health of the Colts. So T. Y. Hilton has a groin injury. Ryan Kelly has a knee. Um, we're already Jack Doyle's already being put on IR. I think you're starting to see <sighs> a, a few cracks, uh, uh, a few cracks here with with Indianapolis. Um, let me let me also tell you this. So the Colts have been hot. They've played some important games that they had to win. Right. Yeah. Now I get this is a division game. I understand that, but the Jaguars suck. The Colts' biggest game is next week against the Texans. Yeah. They need to win that game. Um, it would not surprise me if this is a little bit of a trap. A trap. The other thing is, is Indianapolis. Uh, when we were looking at strength of schedules, looking at the New Orleans game, mm-hmm. uh, Indianapolis has one of the fifth easiest strengths of schedules so far this year. So, even though they're six and five, they've been doing it against teams like Miami, against teams like Jacksonville, uh, and so on and so forth. So, um, uh, no, Indy did it against Titans. So, it, you know what I'm saying. So, it's a little bit uh, of a of a different. Um, uh, flavor here both going on the road but also having to deal with expectations that are a little higher I feel you there okay um we go Mayahi buff Mayi. yeah this is the bad bunny game of the week brought to you by tess wit and Boog, Boog. the genesis commercial free halftime report <laughs> i feel bad for witten i feel bad for him people destroy him on twitter i feel bad for the guy he's clear he is he clearly is not the worst on that i really feel bad yeah i don't understand he gets shredded meanwhile bugs just parading down the avenues in his buggy the the video someone made of him just like shooting down the street with that is oh my god it's amazing looks like the game comes down to this running the football could he have been more correct about kansas city la (laughs) nope spot on buddy so buffalo is four point road dogs here um the they start out about four and a half it would appear no five so there's been some money on buffalo speaking of running the football josh allen is the best running back in this game and that's why the Bills are the right choice. So the Josh Allen, an 83.5 passer rating when clean, 33.5 passer rating when pressured. You'd imagine that the pressure would go up. Um, at the same time, I still have yet to see Ryan Tannehill play a good game uh, in my entire life. Uh, so all I, all I need to do in this game is to tune in, uh, his, given historical uh, data. Tannehill this year, 2.66% big-time throw rate. 6.91% turnover play worthy play rate. That's terrible. And although as you said, <laughs> Josh Allen, sorry, Josh Allen is who he is, but the Buffalo defense is legitimately good. Tredavious White, I'm I was booging it up there, uh, wit- witting it up there. Tredavious White has given up the least amount of yards per coverage snap this year. They they rushed the passer really well with Jerry Hughes and Lorenzo Alexander at all 
I think this game stays close. And if you're giving me a fee- more than a field goal, that's what really surprised me about this. I can't believe it's more than a field goal. I can't imagine anyone taking the Dolphins with more than a field goal. So this one surprised me. I'm not. I don't understand why it's not three plus a, the t- bad teams like de- bad teams like Miami give plus efforts against good teams like Indy the, and then come back and like lay yeah. an egg at home against teams like Buffalo. It's, this it's is historically the better quarterback getting points. I hate to say Jeez. it. Did you know that Ryan Tannehill once completed 25 straight passes? Oh, yeah. Once in an 85,500 occurrence that's now happened twice in the past four years. Does that just mean we have to re-examine how old we think the earth is? Yes. It's it's about what four thousand years old. <laughs> well, the NFL the NFL world is about is about four thousand years old, and maybe we need to extend. Adam that and timeline. Eve have been pl- were playing football when uh, when they were the first humans on Earth. That's great. All right, so so we like Buffalo here. <laughs> Actually, Buffalo on the money line offers some value as well. Uh, plus one eighty. Hold your nose. Hold your nose. Here despite the your cold. face, it's cut off your nose. Man, despite I'm, your face, but uh, wit. Hold your nose. <laughs> Hold your nose. Despite your face. <laughs> despite your face. He pulls another rabbit out of his head. <laughs> okay, uh, Chicago at the Giants. Uh, is there a line anywhere for this? Mm, let's let's look at. I, it does look like Chase Daniel is about to start. So my guess is that um, the Giants are. Uh, it's a pick 'em. That's yeah, there's guess. no there's no line on mybookie.ag uh, where you play, you win, you get paid. If it's so, a, if it's a pick 'em, who are you taking? I bet the Bears are favored, but if it's a pick 'em, who are you taking? Uh, that's a good question. I would probably take the Bears if I if I if it was a pick 'em. Cool. So you're gonna say Bears by like two would be the line? Yeah, yeah. two and a half. Two and a half. Cool. I'm with you there. Let's move on actually a good game we're going to make this we're going to get through this podcast quickly i was challenged i was told it couldn't be done we're going to make it happen chargers going to pittsburgh they are getting three and a half points my initial stayed that way all week too stayed that way all week on monday i was like man i this feels like a great spot (laughs) i love the chargers getting three and a half sure enough um the the math would say otherwise. The math would say the Steelers are the right choice. They are a top five team uh, overall. They have a top five offense. Um, they have a better offense than the Chargers, which I think would surprise a fair number of people. And that is all sort of in spite of the fact that Ben Roethlisberger has not been as good as as he normally is. Neither has Antonio Brown, um, and yet their their offense is still really good. Listen. Fundamentally, they beat the Broncos last week, right? right they fumbled right, right. at the goal line, they fumbled in the red zone, all that kind of stuff. I think people are people are underestimating, you know, how well Pittsburgh has played since their first three games. And I'm assuming that after after we have run the numbers on how impressive Philip Rivers was or was not yes. the other day, your mind has changed a little bit. Um, I think Pittsburgh's defense has been one of the bigger improvement stories of the year. They would be a top ten unit if you if we ended the season today. I think that this is a tougher game for the Chargers than people realize. I also think that from a coaching perspective, Pittsburgh, offensively with Randy Fichner, 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 Fichner has the advantage here. 
Um, so the thing, the thing is, is you have to assume that some of the things that have been poor in Ben Roethlisberger's game are going to regress. His pass rating under pressure, 56.1. You assume that would go up. Phillip Rivers' pass rating when pressured, 96.4. You would assume yeah. that that would go down. I think that the fundamentals are here uh, for a counterintuitive pick on Pittsburgh. So I'm with you all the way up to this. It worries me that Marcus Gilbert, the right tackle, is, is injured. Um, if he doesn't play, like Joey Bosa could just eat Ben Rosberg alive. It's not like he is the most um, mobile guy on the planet. Uh, I believe he missed a couple days of practice already this week. Yeah, Gil Bear is not is not practiced so far this week, so it, it would be a. I don't know if it would be a long shot for him to play, but seems like it. Um, so that that worries me a little bit. Aside from that, I do actually think I've been swayed. I do think Pittsburgh is the right choice. Rewatching that Chargers game, yeah, just go watch the Chargers game and tell me that Rivers' 25 completions and 28 dropbacks or whatever it was is impressive. The Chargers, the Chargers schedule has been, given the, has been given the moniker of tough because they lost to the Rams and True. the Chiefs early, but they have, all, they have had a bottom five schedule this year in terms of difficulty since then. And so I think that we're over at valuing how well the Chargers have played because they have taken care of business mostly uh, against uh, against weaker teams. They did lose at home to Denver. A I would ago. actually I think what you said first says it best. If the Steelers win that game against Denver, isn't this like a five and a half point spread? I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. OK. All right. Um, Carolina Tampa Bay. Talk about this really quickly. Uh, Carolina's defense is not very good. Tampa Bay's offense is pretty good. I think that's what makes this more compelling than it, it appears. I think Tampa Bay has the better offense than Carolina does, and they're getting points. Yeah. Um, that's all I'll say about that. No one wants to talk about Tennessee New York Jets. I kind of do. Really? Uh, yeah, I kind of want to talk about Tennessee for a second. Oh, tell me more. A lot of some money coming in on ten, on the Jets. It started out nine here, and now it's seven and a half. Fourth and one. Got to got to get this one yard. Got to do it. Win the game if I get this one yard. But but there's one thing I will not do. I will do I will do anything to get this one yard. I will okay. do anything for a dub. But I I will not use. My mobile quarterback. I won't spread it out and and run the ball. I won't uh, line up heavy and throw the ball. But I won't throw a pass. What I got to do, what I absolutely have to do, is establish just how physical I am. Not by handing it off to my running back, because that would be too easy. I'm going to give it to this tight end to just run straight into the line. First off, actually, here's what I'm going to do first. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have my quarterback take the ball, hike the ball from where it is closest to the line to gain. And then you know what I'm going to have him do? Turn around and... I'm going to have him run the opposite direction. Why? Because it'll throw off the defense. He's going to run the opposite way. Now, instead of handing it off to the guy that's furthest from the line of scrimmage, uh, let's be smart here. Let's hand it off to the guy that's right there, standing still, unathletic, Tight end, Luke Stalker. He's right there. It's so easy. Um, and it worked. I will do anything for a dub, but I won't throw a pass. We were going to try and um, rewrite the lyrics to that song 
but they actually suck so bad. Thank you. That was what I was about to say. (laughs) It's actually one of the worst songs imaginable. Poor Meatloaf. But I I thought that that the the chorus was fine there. Hey, Mom! The Meatloaf! We want it now! The Meatloaf! (laughs) Have you ever had Meatloaf? I have. I hate meatloaf. <laughs> Why? Meatloaf is like the would. worst thing imaginable. <laughs> I, I knew the. I knew what your answer would be, given that you had it before. But I, I didn't know if you've ever had it. Here's the thing that I really enjoy: when I go to a restaurant and meatloaf is on the, uh, the menu, I just walk out. Interesting. Actually, well, I don't go because I look at the menu first. There have been a few times that I have been duped into going to a restaurant without looking at the menu. It was my choice. I show up and the menu has meatloaf on it. And I just want to be like, yeah, I'll have the leftovers. Can I get the leftovers? Can you reheat that for me? I'll have the left. That looks great. That's what I want. Can you just throw some crappy meat into a pan, put it in the oven, reheat it for me afterwards, put it on a plate, and then I'll pay you for that. Does that work? I I, I don't disagree. I'm, I'm not a food snob like you, but I don't disagree. You don't have to be a food snob, but if you're going to go pay for food, why would you get leftovers? It's a good question. Okay. So Am I wrong? Meatloaf move, is a joke. Moving on here. <laughs> we don't want to talk about Kansas City, Oakland. Nope. We're going to skip that game. Kansas City uh, is, yeah. is better than Oakland. Now we have New England minus five and a half. It's moved from five. Uh, we've been on the Patriots side all week as a green line pick. Um, we still like uh, we still like New England at this minus five mark here. Uh, I think a lot of this movement has has something to do with the fact that Thielen, Diggs, and Rhodes, three of the Vikings' best players, are questionable with various injuries. Whereas New England is kind of, you know, they've kind of sleptwalked through the last few weeks. Covered against uh, the Jets, have gotten kind of healthy. I think that uh, I think that the Patriots outclass the Vikings in this game. If there's one thing that I can tell you about studying Kirk Cousins' uh, pregame huddle pep talks all season long, it is that he is not the guy that is going into New England and covering against Tom Brady. That's not the guy I see on tape. Now, I'm just watching the film, just consuming. I'm just telling you what I see on film. He is not that guy. This is the better... um, This is a situation where the Patriots, I actually... I think the Patriots need this game more than the Vikings. The Patriots need to try and give themselves a shot at uh, at home field throughout the, the playoffs. The Vikings are in sort of a good situation because they beat the Packers last week, and now the really big game for them is Seattle. That's a, the, the more important game for their playoff hopes. They have to beat no. Seattle, which is when? Next week. There you go. They also then have a game against Chicago. So to at me— home. Exactly. So to me, this is a letdown game. The Patriots know that the best way. Okay. This is. I can't wait. This is my time. I'm going to talk about uh, winning football here for a second. Teams that want to win football games always subtract seven from the point differential. So a team that wants to win a football game when it's tied doesn't go, oh, it's tied. Thank God. Let's give the ball back to the other team. Yeah. They go, oh, we're actually down seven. We need to score again. If you have that mentality, you're going to win football games. That's what the Patriots do. And you know what else you're going to do? You're going to cover the spread. 
Yeah, that's how that works. In fact, it turns out covering the spread is going to help you win football games. And so the reason that the Patriots are always so successful against the spread is that when they're favored by five and a half points and the game is, you know, say they're up by, by three, they're not like, oh, let's preserve. Let's preserve this, this lead. The best way to preserve a lead is to score again. So that, that was when, when the Titans decided uh, to, you know, slow it down with like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then they finally scored a touchdown. Like, oh, great. Great. They cut the lead from 17 to 17 because the chances of you actually stopping the other team aren't that high given how bad you are and how good the other team is. Always pretend you're a touchdown further away from the lead than you are and you will win football games. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's great. And I think the New England probably, if anybody's going to be the first to that idea, it's them. They have already been on it. I'm just noticing it now. It's not, I'm not some you know, brilliant person. I've just noticed this. Uh, but you're welcome. I've given you that nugget of, of goodness. So all of the NFL coaches that are listening to this, probably about 30 out of 32, I'd guess, you're welcome. The painting was a gift, Todd. I'm taking it with me. Uh, should we move? So Seattle, San Francisco, what was the Sunday night football game is now a 4 o'clock Eastern time. You had to do that to me, right? I did. Yep. Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. Let's go to the Monday night game, Washington <laughs> at Philadelphia. This is the game that we all wanted to see. Can Colt McCoy throw completed passes if the other team doesn't have a cornerback on the field? This is like uh, it's like one of those game shows, like Titan Games on NBC, hosted by The Rock. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen that those commercials, but it's mm-hmm. like uh, it's like hey, let's see let's see if these physical specimens can complete these arduous tasks. That is what this is. Colt McCoy, physical specimen, completing the arduous task of throwing to wide open receivers. I, I actually I, I amend my statement about Kessler. This is actually the best stat line here. Colt McCoy, a 67.4 passer rating when clean, 100.0 passer rating when pressured, uh, 6.25 turnover worthy play rate, uh, 4.69 big time throw rate. Now, the spread on this one right now is Eagles by 6.5. I know that you want to say the Redskins are the right side of this. Uh, but I think this is uh, a game that we'd lay off. I would lay off it as well. I mean, I, I do want to see Washington win the NFC East, but I don't think they will. Yeah, it's going to be tough. All right. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about? No. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, let's enjoy the week. Somewhat, somewhat shorter. Thank God. Uh, of course, head to profootballfocus.com if you want to see Greenline and all of the different picks and, and argue about them yourself. Get a PFF Elite subscription at profootballfocus.com. I think I said that twice already. Good luck. See you guys.